Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to the sweet spot where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, everybody. It's Bob Vetter here. Before we get started, and just in case you have to get off this podcast early, if you'd like to get underway with your own healing and clear away any energetic blockages, you can get on a free call with me. Go to HealWithBob.com. Greetings, listeners. I'm here with Steve Hill today. Steve is the founder of Inner Oasis. Inner Oasis is dedicated to helping people to balance their inner and outer worlds from a holistic perspective that they may discover their true purpose and to be aligned and in flow with the universe. Steve is a SOMA breath meditation master instructor, therapist, and breath coach. He has practiced various breathing techniques dating back to when he had asthma as a child. After a 35-year journey through various martial arts, spiritual practices, and an immersion into SOMA breath, he practices and shares the benefits of conscious breathing techniques with other modalities for well-being, optimal performance, and manifestation. He is passionate about human potential and helping people be their best self. For over 20 years, Steve has transformed the lives of thousands of people facilitating workshops in large organizations and corporations through world-leading programs he designed on self-intelligence. He authored Jolt Challenge, the self-intelligence experience, storytelling and creativity, as well as his work as a shamanic practitioner, life coach, and mentor. So Steve Hill, coming to us from New Zealand. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Bob, for, for inviting me on the show. I mean, I've seen some of your other podcasts and I love what you're doing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of, part of your vision, part of your mission uh, and, and bringing more, I suppose, wisdom to uh, people in the world. I hope I've got a bit of wisdom to share anyway. <laughs> I know you do. And I'm lucky enough to have heard Steve before and I know we are in for a treat. So Steve, welcome to our show. Um, we're gonna start this first episode with your backstory. I, I wanna hear about your amazing journey. I already know a little bit about it, but I want you to share with our listeners, take us along with you on a, a journey through your life. Okay, so what is this, a six hour podcast? No, I'm just kidding, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, well, actually for me, uh, I would go, I go back to my beginnings of uh, not being born, but when I was very young, uh, from a spiritual perspective, I, I used to see or have visions of different things as a child. I used to see a big bear that would come into my room in the, in the evenings at night and wake up and be, be horrified around what's, what is this bear doing here? And uh, I was, was quite scared. And I didn't realize until later what that was about. And I'll, I'll come to that later on. But one of the things, like, you know, when we talk about wounded healers or 
people who have had experiences and then later on they, they, they realize that, well, that was from my childhood that now I'm doing what I'm doing. Bob mentioned asthma. And for me, wow, asthma was, was quite, a, quite a traumatic experience as it, as it is for a lot of people. And, you know, being in the situation where things are out of your control and you, you're gasping to try and bring air into your system, but at in that same time, you're actually breathing in so incorrectly that it's escalating the problem even more and more, just as with an anxiety attack um, from stress. So going through that period and not understanding how I could have better control of that on myself, I my body wasn't as, I suppose, healthy as others around my age. And so therefore I was a very, you know, easy target for bullies and, and people who, oh, there's that skinny guy over there. Let's go and, you know, uh, bully him about something or whether it's his food or whatever it was. So when I look back at these things now and what happened is that I started to realize that I had to do something about this. Because, and I don't know whether it was from, you know, I was a big cartoon watcher in those days and watched things like Superman and stuff, but I don't know. But, you know, as a child, those things come up and you're like, well, there must be more. I could, I could be like that maybe. And so when I got to my 20s, I, I did a few things that really changed my life. I went and found a medium to train with. And one of the reasons I did this is because I'd started to go to spiritualist church when I was a kid with my mother and we also had a medium in our family who, who was like a grandfather. Um, he was my cousin's grandfather, but he was this amazing, kind, love, loving, uh, caring uh, grandfather who just loved us being around. And he would, he would read, read our teacups, you know, we'd have a cup of tea. Or, and I was always inspired by him. And so what that did is, is drew me into this area of spirituality, the combination of those things. So when I got to my 20s, yes, I went and trained with a medium for a year and a half with uh, my sister and my cousin. We, we did it together. I started martial arts. I wanted to do something about my body and to, to get strong again. So it was like the shadow that had been there that had been holding me back now was now making me want to do something about it. So that whole feeling as well of not being good enough was very strong in me and I had to be good enough. So I went down this path and learnt a lot about spirituality, learnt a lot about uh, martial arts until uh, only, only like this year I stopped doing martial arts. But, but it, it actually started to, I, I realised when I looked at my diet, when I, I started doing breathing exercises for the asthma when I was a kid and I did these things, I started to get control back again and I wasn't reliant on inhalers and, and all these other medications. So there was something here, something that my spiritual background had, had got me to believe in something bigger than myself, which is really important. I, I feel to have that connection and even more. So I learned later about that. So I, on the other side, I was doing a lot of like mental work, like everyone, the whole, uh, as Ken Wilber would say, growing up, okay? I've been doing waking up and I kept waking up alongside my growing up. So waking up, meaning always looking into spiritual aspects of growing my own consciousness, 
growing up was, you know, getting a job, um, you know, doing all those things, finding a partner and eventually having children later on. So, but it was like two separate things. And I'd been through and, and, you know, was into design. I was doing things like um, in the building industry. Then one, one thing I started to understand about myself, and Michael Singer talks about this in The Untethered Soul that he writes, it was around surrendering. And it seemed that this was a similar flow with me where after my first job in a, in a warehouse, and then, the, then one of the guys that work in there says, oh, do you want to come and I've just bought a lawn mowing business. Do you want to come and do that with me? I'm like, I can do that. So I go and do that. And then he, then he leaves. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? So I start doing uh, working in the building industry. And then one day a, a friend comes to me after I'd gone through and done all that and says, do you want to come and work for a magazine? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I started working for a magazine. And then after a while, one of the editors, uh, after four or five years, said, oh, the magazine collapsed. I'm a bit entrepreneurial. Do you want to come and um, why don't we go and we said to each other, we should start up an internet business. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. So we, we did that. And then we were one of the early adopters in that area of the internet in New Zealand. And then um, that fell apart. And then a, another friend said, oh, why don't we start up, you and I start up a, another internet company. Uh, doing web design as well. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that. So I did that and that got, that went global. And, you know, we had like, I know we're going off the sort of spiritual side, but it all made sense after a while to know that I wasn't restricted to the small place of where New Zealand was. And, and that was important. And also the surrendering to the opportunity that came along, uh, and so with this business, we had an intention. And intention was really important. I've learned about this, that we wanted to be the most creative web design company in New Zealand. And we won multimedia awards in Europe and all sorts of places. And it was, we had offices around the world, had investors in Hong Kong. You know, it was just amazing. But then that collapsed in the dot-com. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do now? So I started to work with a, a friend surrendered i went and helped him out with his improv so i started learning improv and we then started to design programs around personal development and self-intelligence we we termed the phrase self-intelligence for people in the corporate market and in public space and that was a very very interesting journey and there's a lot of learning in those times around nlp um, cbt all these different modalities and I was able to then weave in some of the, like in the two-eyed seeing that we've, we've um, recently been a part of, two-eyed seeing, one eye in the indigenous wisdoms of the past, one eye in, in the, the more contemporary modern modalities, and bringing those together, weaving them together, I like to say, weaving, to then uh, create the best of the best to help people. And this is where I first started to do this and integrate my spirituality with, with the business side. And that became really important for me. So that was quite a turning point uh, to be able to do that. So from there, after 10 years of working in that industry with my business partner, we went separate ways. Uh, I was doing a lot of work around shamanism then too. 
So I, because with the medium that I'd been working with that I mentioned earlier, I was having dreams. I, I had a lot of a crazy, I loved them though, but they were very spirit dreams, right? Spirit, me fighting off spirits. And my whole energetic body was like, had almost been taken over in some cases in these dreams. And um, so I, I had these interesting dreams and I told her one time, the medium, that I'd, I'd been dreaming a lot about polar bears and she said that I'd had a past life connection with Inuit. And so she gave me a book to read, That's the only one she had on Native American, and that was uh, Rolling Thunder by Doug Boyd. And I just, I just absorbed that book. I loved it because I saw finally, yes, there are people that are doing things that science and others have no idea about how it's done. You know, and this is a long time ago. So um, it inspired me this this whole area of, of mysticism and esoteric and 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 then to know that people were able to do this like well i need to get more of this and so then from so from there i um yeah learned a bit of shamanic work and and studied with with, with a woman who, who taught it she'd she'd studied under sandra ingerman in uh, california and then from there uh went through from Jolt, finished all that, which was the self-intelligence program, and then what am I gonna do now? So then a friend says to me, come and, come and work for me then. I'm like, well, I can do that again. Uh, so that's, I think there's an there's a, um, English comedian, Catherine Tate, really, really horrible, um, not horrible, but funny, horribly funny. Uh, and she's a character like, I can do that, you know, but she does it badly. Anyway, uh, so, I started, I started to learn, and he had a company that was a, a Maori social enterprise in New Zealand. So it enabled me to reconnect again with Maori that, that I am a part of. And, and I have affiliations with different iwi in New Zealand and, or, or Aotearoa. Sorry, so, hold on one second, Steve, because yeah. our, our listeners here are going to have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, not even great. Know, not even know what the word Maori means. So okay. let's let's get to your that part of your uh, your DNA, your ethnic background. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So yes, Maori are the indigenous uh, tribe of New Zealand or tribes, and they originally came from different areas. Some from Hawaii, well, mostly from Hawaii. And so I, I am uh, part Māori, and the original name for New Zealand was Aotearoa, okay? So I worked for a Māori social enterprise where their mission, vision, was to improve the lives of 10 million Indigenous people. So, and they're still working on that today, but it really got me to connect or reconnect again to my roots, uh, which which was was really important for me because I had learned most of um, indigenous philosophy from Native American, and I hadn't actually learned it from my own people because it wasn't as readily available. If I went to say learn find a book on it, there was nothing there, but I could find them on like I read about Leonard Crowdog and all these others, you know Frank Fools Crow, Rolling Thunder, but I couldn't learn about my own people. And so I, I didn't have that connection to that spiritual aspect. So then 
finished that and thought, what am I going to do after a year? What am I going to do now? And I was looking around and I came across um, Lorna Liana, who does a lot of work in the shamanic series and things online, and saw her talking, interviewing Niraj Nayak, who started ECMOA, which is actually, it's Soma Breath, just to, just to gotcha. correct that. Okay. But, it, but it did originally stand for an, ac an acronym, which was, the, which was the Science of Magnetic Attraction. So you are right as well, Bob. Um, but it's Soma, which is Soma comes from the original Hindu, um, the old Vedas Mushroom. talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started, I thought, I'm just going to sign up and I'm going to learn this breath work. And, you know, learning breath work in martial arts, learning breath work from having asthma. It's like when we talk about that wounded healer, I came all the way around in the circle to do what I later realized was actually a gift for me. And, and that gift was having asthma to bring me to where I am now. And I, and I use that because there was one person, I, I, I saw a, a clip on YouTube and it was Ram Das. And he was being interviewed with uh, Eckhart Tolle. And the guy said to Ram Das, after Ram Das had just had a stroke, and he says, well, how, how, I, how is it now? It must be really challenging for you that you've had the stroke. And, he's, and he kind of said, well, actually, it's been a real gift because now I can learn to see myself how I haven't seen myself before. And I thought, wow, that's, that's amazing, you know. And there was also a guy, Ian Gawler, who um, had really, really bad terminal cancer. He was told to go home and he was going to die in eight days, they told him he was still alive like over 15 years later and he's still alive now. So, but he saw that as a gift and he said that the people who came to him and his retreat that he'd set up later for people with cancer is that it was mostly a gift for them if they could see it that way, because it helped them to go wake the up, the F up. <laughs> and, and look, it's, this is a message for you to see yourself and how you need to now you need to go on this journey to discover who you really are. And the ones that did that had a higher chance of, you know, either being at peace with themselves if they did die, or it actually changed them altogether and they survived. So there was a big learning around that uh, part of, because um, my wife died of breast cancer um, in 2007, and I had to raise my two boys, Kane and Nico, they were four and six at the time. And so that was a big learning as well from a spiritual perspective because, you know, being the male and, and then raising two boys by myself, I had to learn about, you know, the nurturing aspect more, embracing my femininity. And like trying to fit into women's clothes was really difficult, you know. I'm just kidding there too, okay? <laughs> I didn't do that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. Uh, but, but the cloak, yeah, I did have to. And, and I had a lot, they taught me so much, you know, about emotional intelligence more than anything I'd ever read, um, raising two boys like that. So, so that's kind of my, my journey, Bob, in, in a lot of ways of what, I, I don't call them obstacles um, because there really are no obstacles. There are only opportunities uh, to grow. You know, and, and that's, that's when you can step outside 
the the conditioning of the system that we have become and in, in, or you know we've been programmed with and so to be able to step outside of that and see that well no it's not about solving problems it's about finding solutions it's not about having problems it's about having opportunities to grow and and seeing that so differently uh helped me to understand a lot of what had gone on in my life that i don't have any regrets yeah so, it, it's kind of like um it's kind of like when you when you look back on your life it makes sense it's like a movie but when you look forward in your life it's like where where's the pattern here how do these pieces fit together yeah i i totally agree and i've never been a, a real hard goal setter i'm not i'm not one for that i have a vision and i remember my wife uh, when she was alive saying oh look we need to get a uh, a deposit and start paying off to get ready for a house you know and get a loan get a start saving sorry for a, for a house i'm like look it's going to be fine i can see the house already it's going to come you know and then you know a couple of years later sold part of a business um, that i had and what we've got enough money for a house we can buy it outright cash and and it was following, following my heart, like I said, surrendering, following my heart more than like my head. What I see is the goal setting is a head thing. But when it's combined with a heart, especially, it's a lot more powerful because then you know, maybe this goal isn't really the way I want to go, but it's actually led me to a, a, a place along the way in the journey that now I start to understand what I really want. Yeah. And but with goals, we can be so fixated sometimes for some people, especially like, no, I'm not looking at anything else. This is where I'm going. And that well, can work. For and some that's ways. the journey. You know, that's the journey of life as it opposed is. to it's got to be this way. Everybody expected this of me. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of, of the healing process, too, is that through the healing, these these different disparate things come together. Yeah. Into one yeah. unified story. So so, so much so. Steve, that's going to bring us to almost the end of our first session together. I'm hoping that we can explore a little bit more of the Maori con connection during our next session. There is so much more to talk about. I, I think I could speak with you for days. So thank you for being with us for part one of our three-part series. I'll give you a little takeout too. And I've kind of mentioned this. See your wound as an opportunity, not an obstacle. Okay, and how can you do this? What's a way to do this? If you meditate, that'll be even more helpful, but practice multiple perspectives and understand how others see the world. Because if you can understand that, it not only helps you to let go of, of those attachments to those, whether it might be someone who's done you harm in the past or whatever it might be, but it gets you out of your own head and your own way to understand that, well, my, my perspective and viewpoint isn't always what other people think or see or feel. So for me, that was, that was made it easier because if someone had hurt me, I could go, well, why is it that they hurt me? I wonder what they had been through in their life that, that made them think that that was right. It must have been something pretty, pretty hurtful for them. Yeah. So that's my little, little takeout for this week, for this session. That is wonderful, Steve. And that is uh, certainly a great note to end on and something that, 
that I think our listeners can take with them and, and use in their lives. So thank you, Steve, for part one. Yeah, thank you so much, Bob. It's been awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're a very spiritual person who just needs a little help clearing away what's been holding you back, through some relatively quick healing techniques, get on my calendar for a free call. Go to HealWithBob.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.